Hold it right there. Before we start the podcast today, I just want to say something. I know you're wondering what I want to say. I'm going to get to it in just a second. I'm just, I'm leading into it, okay? It's a big lead up, okay? Are you ready? Yes, you're nodding your head yes. Like, hurry up, get into it. Hurry up. Well, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. I really, really appreciate you being part of another podcast with me. It means so much. I'm having such a blast recording, making podcasts, doing weird transitions in between, making ads, and just so much other fun stuff. And I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to listen to these episodes, go through the news with me throughout the winter. It's a slow season. Go through yearly reviews with me. And I appreciate every single one of you guys for listening. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. What is going on, ball boys and ball girls? It's great to be with you. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. It's great to be back with you now in 2021. Haven't talked with you guys since last year. Super excited to be back with you today, Monday, January 4th. Ball boy talk with me, Jewel, the ball boy, or Jay, who you can call me, whatever you want. Uh, so today on the show, we're going to talk about some news. Um, give the Atlanta Braves a yearly review, and do part two of my bold predictions. So, without any further ado, let's jump into some news. So, I couldn't remember if I announced this in my last podcast episode I did, but it's still really exciting to me. I'm still, you know, pretty excited about it. Um, was in Negro Leagues, you know, being, they're going to be included and MLB history more. They're, they're officially recognized as Major League Baseball. Uh, so that that was really important to me. Um, another really important piece of news that kind of happened, uh, league news, that is, uh, Omar Vizquel. He is on the Hall of Fame ballet. He's still on the ballet. He's been on the ballet, I think this is his sixth year. Uh, he is facing some invali- some allegations for domestic abuse from his wife. Uh, Katie Strang, uh, they reported this. I put this in on the news for December 22nd. And um, so his wife Blanca fled the family home in August before filing for divorce. She didn't really have anything to say. According to Omar Vizquel, she's highly upset. And from Vizquel's representation, there's a lot of things being said out of context and behind closed doors that we don't know. And to him, it's just a divorce. So I don't know what's going on. There hasn't really been a big update. I've been trying to find stuff. I, I just can't. So it's kind of going to, I think, one of those things that's going to be quiet and not be brought back up until there's a resolution. Um, next is White Sox manager Tony La Russa. Uh, his court hearing finally came to a settlement. He is paying a fine of $1,383, and he'll do 20 hours of community service, and I believe two days of house arrest or something. So he... Yeah, that he reached a plea agreement um, to one day of house arrest. So it is what it is there. Um, let's see here. And then, you know, last couple weeks, the news has been pretty slow since the 22nd. I didn't really have a lot to post on the 30th and my last around the horn before the holiday or for the new year. Um, except for Hall of Fame pitcher Paul ne- Necro passed away on December 27th at the age of 81 after a cancer battle with cancer. Uh, all the most heartfelt condolences go out to the family and fans worldwide from the Ball Boy blog here. Um, Nuxy was his famous nickname um, because he used a incredible knuckleball to stifle hitters for 24 seasons. 
He retired at the age of 48, ending his career with 5,404.1 innings pitched. With 19 out of 24 of those seasons, with 200-plus innings pitched. The craziest thing that I saw about him and things that were wrote about him is that he only had to pitch 140 MLB innings with a one start before age 28. So over the next 20 years, he went on to dominate hitters. Uh, He won 318 games. He had a career 3.35 ERA with 3,342 strikeouts, which is 11th all-time. He had five all-star games, five gold gloves, and he was a Cy Young runner-up in 1969. And he spent the majority of his career 760, 740 games out of 864 with the Braves. Um, so, yeah, pretty pretty interesting there, um, his career. And, again, just condolences to his family and fans and Braves Nation. The Phillies, um, and Dave Dombrowski found himself a GM. Former MLB player Sam Fold. Uh, Fold has worked for the team the last three seasons as the director of integrated baseball performance. Uh, his role was one that allowed him to transmit and teach analytical data provided by the front office of Phillies players. And I think this is really interesting. The hire of another former MLB player, much like the Chris Young hiring in Texas with the Rangers, I think it was incredibly interesting that Fold is hired. It's it's been an outcry of players from the MLBPA that there aren't enough um, players in MLB front offices. So that that this there's a disconnect growing between front offices and players. So we may start seeing this trend back in this direction where we see former players who are in these operational roles already in MLB teams start to take more prominent roles in the front office. Um, we can thank Derek Jeter for buying the Marlins. I think that really helps set the stage for more of these hires. And so that's that's what we got for league news. Uh, let's talk some trades while I have you. So there wasn't really any big trades on the on the twenty second. When I posted, um, the Reds got outfielder Scott Heineman from the Rangers in exchange for infield prospect Jose Acosta. You know, neither of these are super exciting, but I do like the prospect that the Rangers got. Uh, the 20-year-old Acosta, he could be a really true a true steal for the Rangers. In 234 plate appearances in the Dominican Summer League, in rookie ball in 2019, he slashed 395, 41, 579 in that time. He could play second base, third base, first base, and the outfield. So the Rangers might have stolen Acosta away here. We'll wait and see. Time will tell. And then on the 30th, we did have more trades happen. A lot of trades happen. Uh, the Nationals acquired Josh Bell from the Pirates in exchange for Will Crow, their the number three prospect of the Nationals, and number six prospect right-handed pitcher Eddie Yeen. Bill Bell fills a huge need, significant void for the Nats at first base. Adds a power bat to support Juan Soto in the middle of the order, and I I think it was a great move for the Nationals. So when cheap. I can play first base. And yeah, it was it was a smart move on both sides. Pirates, their return is great, especially since they're going into a rebuild. Crow is a um, immediately MLB ready piece. Um, he made his MLB debut in 2020. However, he got tagged for 11 runs over 8.1 innings pitch. Yen is more of a depth piece right now. He's only 19, but he holds plenty of upside with a high 90s fastball that he can pull out of his back pocket at any time he wants. And then we saw kind of the story develop. Um, the Padres were talking about getting you Darvish, but first they pulled the plug and they got Blake Snell from the race. I had speculated that Snell was going to be traded. I thought I thought he was going to get traded to Seattle. I thought Seattle was going to try to swing a deal for him, but I guess not. Um, but... 
So they got Blake Snell, and they gave up Luis Patino, who had a 5.19 ERA over um, 17.1 innings pitch at the MLB level. Catcher Francisco Mejia, uh, who holds a career 225, 282, 386 slash over 334 at bats at the MLB level. Catcher first baseman Blank Hunt, who at 2019 at the high A level slashed 255, 331, 381, and 376 plate appearances. And right-handed pitcher Cole Wilcox. Only data I could find on Wilcox was that he had a 1.57 ERA, 23 innings pitch at the NCAA level in 2020. Um, we all know Snell. We all know the track record. Solid for Snell. Uh, he's 28 and over 556 career innings pitch, 11.4 war, 42 and 30 record, 3.24 ERA, 3.50 FIP with 648 Ks to 232 walks. Um, he brings a one Cy Young Award, one All-Star appearance, and one ERA title to the top of the Padres rotation to help them compete with the Dodgers. And then, well, after this trade was finalized, they swung a deal for you, Darvish. You Darvish was getting talked about that they were in deep talks with the Cubs to acquire him prior to the Snell deal. And then they ended up acquiring Snell. Um, but they got right-handed pitcher you Darvish and Darvish's own personal catcher, Victor Caratini, from the Cubs in exchange for right-handed pitcher Zach Davies, shortstop Reginald Preciado, um, Tayson Santana, and outfielder. Owen Cassie and outfielder Ishmael Menya. So a bunch of prospects, huge prospect package. The most notable name is Davis. He's 23. He's only owed 6.3 million in 2021 compared to Duke Darvish's 20 million. So really great move there to unload that payroll to the Cubs and get back a cheap a cheap upside starter. Starter with upside. There we go. That's how you say that. Um Yeah, I mean, he posted a 2.73 ERA, 388 FIP, over 61 innings pitched. Um, Preciado, he's a sick, big 6'4 frame. Um, scouts hope he can grow into an elite, elite switch hitter. Uh, Menya was signed to an expensive $2.2 million bonus out in the international signing pool in 2019-2020. Um, he has the potential to become a consistent 20 home run, 20 stolen bases. Cassie was a second-round pick in the draft. Last draft, he possesses a exciting upside, but does have a major flaw with swinging and missing. It's a major concern right now for scouts. And then Santana, he's 20 years old. He was impressive in rookie ball in 2018, 2019, with a 306 batting average with a 418 OBP and 425 to run at his slash line of the 365 plate appearances. And if you want any see any other of the other trades and whatnot, go over to theballboyblog.com. Scroll right down. You'll see the pose. You can read all the pose, and then you can catch yourself up on all the around the horns through the winter so far because there's been a lot that's happened. Um, so moving in, let me just check here. Let me see if there's any notable trade rumors. Um, the most notable, I think, was that the Rockies want to engage the Mets in trade talks for Nolan Arenado. Um, you know, it is, it kind of is what it is. We'll, we'll see if Arenado actually gets traded. I don't think if he, he's not going to hold out. He's not really going to take that route. I don't think, I mean, he's one of the most elite third basemen in the MLB. And I don't really think he's going anywhere. He'll play if he's on the team, but the hope is that he gets traded. If not, then, you know, we'll definitely see him become a free agent next off season which would be insane to add Arenado on top of all the shortstops for the 2020 season or 2021 offseason. Let's see. Um, The Cincinnati Reds are taking calls on Sonny Pitcher Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray. And that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's some other ones, and they're not very notable. Uh, So let's take a break real quick and then get back and talk free agents. 
Hey, Joel. Yo, what's up, Joel? Hey, what are you drinking over there? Oh, nothing. It's nothing. You probably, you probably would love it if you had it. What is it? I want some. Oh, it's Ray's Energy. It's amazing. 300 milligrams caffeine, no sugar, no carbs, no crap. Just amazing, clean, fresh energy for you to drink. What? Dude, no way. Let me try that. And what do you think? Dude, where have this been in my life? Where can I get some? How do I get some? Awesome question. Let me tell you. You can get some of that delicious drink over at theballboyblog.com backslash my-deals. You go on down. You go to the link that says Rep Sports Raise Energy. Click it. Go to their page. Order as many cases as your heart desires. And then, boom. Go check out. Put in the code BALLBOY to say 15%. 15%? No way. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It is. So, yeah. What are you waiting for? And Go order some. I just did. On my phone. Right now. I ordered the Baja Lime, the Mango Guava, the Watermelon... The Galaxy Burst, the Phantom Freeze, Apollo, and I'm so excited to try all of them. Dude, that's only scratching the surface. You still got Sour Gummy Worm, Grape Gummy Worm. You still have Strawberry Colada. And I believe that's about it, actually. You got all of them. Good job. So, yeah. Order, 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 order. Use my code. It'll save you a headache, literally. (laughs) See what I did there? But, regardless, thank you for listening, thank you for supporting, and please, go be like my friend, and go get yourself some raised energy. What are you waiting for? Alright, back in here. Thanks for hanging out with me, guys. Before I get back in, before I get into the free agency news and rumors... Um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being on this journey with me. We just hit 100 listens to the podcast, and I'm super excited um, to announce that. I'm also super excited that I've been published with Authenticity Magazine. They're a great magazine. The guys that run it are just phenomenal. They're great people. I am so happy to be associated with them and for them to publish my piece. Go over to my Facebook page. So go over to theballboyblog.com. Click the little Facebook icon on the top of the website. Go over to Facebook. And then bada bing bada boom. There you are. Like I was saying, go over to Facebook. Check. Scroll down. It should be one of my most latest posts. Um, Please enjoy it. Um, It's one of my original pieces. It's about why I love baseball. I'm sure one of these episodes will talk about it. Um, But again, just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you um, so much. All you guys, you make this possible with every view, every share, every like, everything. I really appreciate it. Uh, So let's see. Free agent signings. Um, Mariners signed. Right-handed pitcher Kenyon Middleton. Bray signs Zanino, Mike Zanino again. The San Francisco Giants signs starting p- pitcher Anthony DeSclafani. Um, interesting move. Hopefully he rebounds. He'll be in the rotation mix with Cueto, Gosman, and Logan Webb. Um, the Cubs signed right-handed reliever Jonathan Holder. The Rays signed right-handed pitcher Michael Waka to a one-year, $3 million guaranteed deal. Uh, he wasn't great in 2020 with the Mets. He posted a 6.62 ERA over 34 innings pitched. Um, he had 11.3 swinging strike, 34.3 chase rate. He's just barely turning 30. Um, you know, he's exactly what the merit or what the Rays go after in a starting pitcher. He was really good when he began his career with the Cardinals, uh, if you remember that. Let's see, one thing that I want to talk about more kind of extended is just how many players are signing with the KBO or NPB. Right now, the total is in the 40s. Almost 50 players have gone from the MLB to the NPB um, or re-signed that were previously MLB players, went there, and now they're staying. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they were ahead on their protocols. They... For, they don't have any question if they're playing a full season. 
and they have a huge fan base, and, you know, if the money's there, and money's good, and money's good. Um, so, you know, hats off to all them. Um, the White Sox are signing Yolki uh, Cespedes. Um, when the international signing pool opens up on January 15th. Um, interesting. Um, hopefully his career pans out and ends better than Cespedes um, has. So let's see. The Dodgers sign right-handed reliever Tommy Canelli. He's going to miss all of 2021 due to Tommy John. He'll be back in 2022. So it's more of a late, it's long-term move. Dodgers are thinking 2022. So why not sign now for later? Um, let's see here. There, um, the Detroit Tigers signed signed right-handed pitcher Jose Urena. Uh, hopefully, he rebounds to his 17-18 numbers. Uh, the Red Sox signed right-handed pitcher Matt Andresi. He's been more of a swingman in his career, but hopefully. Um, he'll get a shot in the rotation. The Rangers signed right-handed pitcher Koei Arihara to a two-year deal. Um, he has a low 90s fastball with a plus changeup and slider and four other pitches in his arsenal. So he will be really interesting to watch this coming season, especially with Dane Dunning atop that rotation. So I'm, I'm really excited to see him. And then the biggest fish that was signed... Um, that has ramifications for so many teams was KBO shortstop or second baseman as he was listed when he signed. Um, Haseon Kim signed with the Padres. Now, the move has huge implications for the Padres um, because they're getting a, a really pure hitter, 307, 393, 500 slugging with 49 home runs since 2019 in the KBO. Um, 56 or 62 on stolen base attempts. This move is really interesting. They they don't know if he's going to play. They don't intend to move Cronenworth from second. They're just getting more talent to compete. Um, they could try Cronenworth, Tatis, or Kim all in the corner out in left field, in corner outfield spots, which I think would be really, really interesting. Uh, so we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens. But this has huge implications for the rest of the MLB. Um, the Blue Jays can now push the Yankees and the Mets for DJ LeMahieu. The Red Sox can look elsewhere um, for their heir to Justin Pedroia. The Rangers have to go a little bit deeper into the rebuild uh, and be stuck with Odor and Andres unless they're able to somehow unload the, one of the one or both those guys for nothing. Um so yeah, really interesting there. Uh, let's talk some rumors. Um, the market's kind of shaping up for a lot of our top-of-the-line free agents. Um, supposedly, George Springer, he's down to two teams, the Blue Jays and the Mets. Um, I, I, it's going to be hard. We're going to have to – one of these guys is going to have to sign somewhere to set the market for the other ones. And by these guys, I mean JT Romito, George Springer, Trevor Bauer – um, DJ LeMahieu, Marcelo Zuna. These guys are going to have to sign sooner or later, and it's going to take one of them, one domino to fall for the others to fall um, to get these Tier 1 guys off the board for these Tier 2 guys to sign. So these guys are really holding up the winner. We're weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting, so we'll see what happens. Um, but it's down to two teams. Um, Didi Gregorius has been in talks with the Reds, um, but he's also kind of holding out to see what DJ LeMahieu does. Like I said, second-tier guys are waiting for the bigger fish to go. So if DJ LeMahieu doesn't re-sign with the Yankees, um, he could be looking to, or if he does, he could be looking to rejoin the Yankees. Um. so it's it's interesting. It's very, very interesting. The Nationals and catchers, uh, JT Romito or JTR, they've had discussions, um, possibly made a formal offer. We don't know at this point. Um, the Rockies have had internal discussions about bringing back outfielder Kevin Pillar. 
Um, the Dodgers seem overwhelmingly likely to re-sign third baseman Justin Turner. He wants a three-year deal. However, it won't really make sense. He's 36, so we'll see. Um, the Cardinals are... Every day that passes that the Cardinals don't re-sign Yadier Molina or Adam Wainwright gives me less and less hope that they actually will. Um, yeah. It's... It looks hopes hopes dwindling. Let's say at this point, um, you know, both players and both their representation knows that the Cardinals want them back. Big yawn. Sorry. Um, yet, you know they're they're still working on stuff. Um, let's see. Oh. It's not a rumor, it's more of a note, um, which I, I started doing notes on free agents because the notes, the smaller things kind of got mixed in with the rumors and kind of took away from like the rumors. So um, Oscar Colas, the two-way player, is officially going to be eligible to sign with the team come the 15th um, for an international signing poll bonus. So Really interesting guy to keep an eye on. Sorry, keep yawning. Um, kid has a great bat. We haven't seen much in the arm, but it's it's lively, and he can definitely you know he's a Cuban Shohei Otani. I've talked about him a couple of times. Um, I'm really excited to see what this kid brings to the table. Um, the Mets are look. They might not. Okay, this is another kind of like JT Romito situation. When they ended up signing James McCann, they went to the second tour, tier. Um, same with Trevor Bauer. They're looking into and they're having serious talks with right-handed pitcher Tomoyuki Sagano. Sagano has until the 7th to sign with the team, so just three days. Um, he is in North America. He's in the U.S. He's taking his physical. All KBO NPB players have to take a physical before signing their deal and be able to present that. Um, so worth noting... And then Philly's president uh, of baseball operations, Dave Dombrowski, and JTR's agent spoke. Um, it wasn't supposedly it wasn't negotiations, um, but it was more for the agent to call Dombrowski, congratulated him on the job. Um, Dombrowski expressed that they want JTR back, and there is an offer from the Phillies um, that is being mulled. Um, Brad Hand said that he would love to play for his hometown Twins in 2021. However, the two sides haven't spoken yet. Um, kind of seen the asking price come to the table. We already know that J or DJ LeMahieu is asking for 5 125 JT Romito is also asking for a range of 5 125 um, Trevor Bauer is seeking a 5 or 6 for 36 to 40 a year. Um, so we're starting to see that shape up, kind of how much. And again, as always, that's going to end the news. Um, you can read the full news, rumors, injury updates, prospect buzz, everything on the blog, on the website. Just scroll down a little bit, click the categories. You'll be able to see the categories for all the blogs. Let's jump into the Atlanta Braves yearly review and just a message from myself about one of our great partners of the blog. The Atlanta Braves. Man, I I was such a big fan of the Atlanta Braves. I still am a huge fan of the Atlanta Braves. I think the Atlanta Braves are doing it right. Um, as we saw, they made it deep into the playoffs and they ended up blowing their 3-1 lead. So there's that. But that's okay. It happens. Um, happens a lot in sports. I mean, when you're playing the Dodgers and you're the Braves, they had a great team, but you're playing the Dodgers and the playing field is what it is. Um, and the biggest blow that happened. So again, in the yearly reviews, we talked, you know, if they made any moves of significance, uh, what we didn't love or what we did love followed by what we didn't love. Uh, the biggest takeaway, and what's what's next? 
Where does the team go from here? So before the season, we saw the Braves sign Cole Hamels, Felix Hernandez. Both were looking good in, in spring and summer camp, and then Felix opted out. Hamels got hurt, and neither of them were available for the Braves. I think if one of them or both would have been available for the Braves down that stretch run, I think they would have finished better as a 35-25 and 25 record than they did. Um, but, of course, the biggest move that hurt the Braves was – when they placed Mike Soroka on the 60-day IL with a torn right Achilles tendon. I was watching this game when the injury happened, and I saw it happen. You could see the ligament snap. It was, I, I don't envy Soroka. That's a rough injury. I know he'll come back strong. He has so much upside. He's head of that rotation. And yeah, I I I believe that Soroka will be back better and stronger than ever. On um, the Orioles traded uh Tommy Malone to the Braves or a player to be named later. He didn't play well. He only pitched nine point two innings pitch. He had a two forty eight whip and a 14.90 ERA. So that kind of tells you how those nine innings went um, for him. But other than that, they didn't make too many moves. Um, what we loved is the 35 and 25 finish. They took the NL East, um, which I had them projected to do. Um, and I had them projected going 40 and 20. But if they hadn't lost Aurora, Hamels, and Felix opting out, I think this team could have even been better than that 40 and 20 mark I then projected for. Um, but the, what we loved the most out of everything was MV Freeman. He finally won an MVP award. It was long overdue, but way to do it in a 2020 season of chaos. Um, as he posted a 2.9 war, he slashed 341, 462, 640, an OPS of 1.102 in a team high War, like I just mentioned, he was just incredible. He ended up winning the NL MVP, was perfectly well placed. Um, Marcelo Zuna, he also had himself a great season 18 home runs, 56 RBIs, 338, 431, 636 slash, um, with a 2.3 war. Ozuna, the NLDH paid off huge for him as his market is wide open now. Um, Danby Swanson also had a great season, posting a 2.6 war. Um, Darno posted a great season after coming back from COVID, 386 OBP. Um, Ronald Acuna, despite the injuries, he had an excellent season. He slashed, he, he had a 250 batting average, but he had a 406 on base percentage, which is ridiculous. Um, that's elite level talent right there to be able to get on base. League average is about 320, 325, but 406, that's that's incredible. Um, and the offense as a whole was elite. Um, they slashed 268, 349, and 483 as a team for a .832 OPS. They were they were just elite across the board. They they got on base, they hit, they scored runs, and they were great. Um, Max Fried had a great season, stepping up 2.25 ERA with a 2.9 WAR and seven wins. Ian Anderson, the rookie, was also fantastic. 32.1 innings pitch of 1.95 ERA and a 1.3 war. I loved everything that the Braves were in 2020, and I think they're primed for a big 2021, um, barring any any major setbacks. You know, the only thing that I didn't love was that they blew the 3-1 lead. Noah liked that. Excuse me. We didn't like that they blew the 3-1 lead. That was rough. That was tough. That was not fun to watch. Um, but, you know, it, it came on the heels of them, their pitching, um, allowing a 4.41 ERA as a, as a unit. Um, that doesn't get the job done, no matter how great your offense is, which which, which is great. Um, that's rough, man. That's rough. Um uh, Biggest takeaway is, you know, down the stretch, pitching, 
wasn't the same without Soroka. Even though Freed and Anderson held together the rotation, the rest of it was just rough. So what what do the Braves do now? Well, Ozuna, Hamels, Tomlin, O'Day, Sandoval, Marquez, Green, Flowers, Melanson, Echeverria are all free agents. They have a lot of holes to fill. They've already done so by signing um, Drew Smiley, Charlie Morton, Tomlin resigned. Um, I doubt they'll resign Sandoval and these guys. Um, hopefully, they they're able to resign Ozuna. He'll be he'll be vital to give. I think I think being able to give that pressure off of um, Freeman will be tremendous. Um, yeah, other than that, there there's very little not to love about the Braves. They they way out exceeded expectations, and we could say rebuild complete, and and the NL East is is theirs for the taking right now. It looks like. So we're gonna take one last break. And then we're going to jump in to some bold, bold predictions um, and give that a part two of the series. Oh my gosh, what is that smell? Hey, Jewel, what are you cooking? Oh, me? I'm just over here cooking with some Danos. Danos? What is Danos? Well, my friend, you don't know till you Dano. That's literally what I asked. But what is it? What is Danos? Is it like some Kentucky seasoning? Actually, yeah, it is. Um, weird that you asked that. But Danos, no sugar, low sodium, all natural ingredients. All good stuff inside of this bottle right here you can never use too much because it's made with real sea salt fresh ingredients no crap no msg no glucose is gluten free and let me tell you i put that danos on everything and i did not know until i danoed and my life has never been the same my cooking has not been the same nothing has been the same and that amazing smell you're smelling is just danos wow dude what can you put it on like I said, you can put it on anything. Chicken, steak, pork, ribs. You can put it in your soup. You can put it in your clam chowder. You can put it in your chicken noodle soup. You can put it on your tacos. You can put it in your taco meat. You can, you can, Dano, put that stuff on everything. Wow. Dude, where can I get some of this? Here, let me tell you real quick. You can go to theballboyblog.com slash my dash deals page all right i'm following i'm following and then what i'm here on the page right now click the link that says danos okay okay click the link says danos it took did it take you to the site yeah yeah it took me to the site oh my goodness these are great that's such a beautiful packaging i'm ordering some right now awesome well since you clicked the link you let them know i sent you if you don't click the link and you decide to go straight over to danos.com just put in the code BALLBOY at checkout to let them know I sent you. You can thank me later. And yeah, that's all there is to it. And like I said, you don't know until you Dano. So on the last episode of the podcast, I gave my bold prediction for Trevor Bauer, JT Romito, and George Springer. Um, today we're going to talk. Um, I'm going to give my bold prediction for Marcel Ozuna. We have not heard very much about Ozuna I mean, mostly for the same reason as Nelson Cruz, we're still unsure that there's going to be a universal DH in 2020. However, if there is a universal DH in 2021, and even if there's not, I think this team will be excellent for Ozuna. I mean, he's a two-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger, and a one-time Gold Glove winner. He holds a 21.1 career war with a 276, 335, and 446 slash, or 3,760 um, at-bats. He's 31 years old, so he's not looking for a huge, you know, 12-year contract or whatever. He's probably looking for, like, a five-year deal. 
Um, he'll probably sign for less than, you know, Springer and LeMahieu by far. Um, but I think that he's going to join the Polar Bear and now the new Steve Cohen Mets. Um, he's been linked there once, but, I mean, who hasn't been linked to the Mets yet? And I am a big fan of him fitting in this lineup, especially with no Cano, with this team moving in a new direction. If they sign Ozuna to a three-year deal, let's say, you know, $45 million, 15, they still have some flexibility to sign other players, maybe like a Tomoyuki Sagano or something. Um, and be ultra competitive, and, you know, he can replace the missing pieces of um, Cespedes and Cano and do it even better than if, if they had both of them. So I'm predicting that Marcelo Zuna is going to the Mets. Next is Marcus Semien. Semien may not be a shortstop for the rest of his career um, with his next team. I see Semien as a long-term second baseman. That's where his defensive metrics are the highest. Um, he's 30 years old. He had a third-place finish in the MVP in 2019. Um, he owns a 22.3 career war with a 254, 322, 425 slash. So very average, very league average. Um, and I think he's going to be hitting against his old team, the Oakland A's, and throwing them out from second base with the Seattle Mariners. So hear me out on this one. The Mariners need a second baseman. Shedlong's not the answer. Um, I don't think Ty France is the answer. Um, at second, I think he's going to slot into third and take over and be the heir to Kyle Seager. Dylan Moore, I think, could easily slide into left field and be, be an everyday left fielder. Um, but with so much outfield talent coming up, that's going to be rough. And he's definitely not taking over shortstop. Um, but I think Semyon, Seattle, the fit's good. He's not going to be the most expensive target. He's gonna cost. He is gonna cost some money, of course, but he's not gonna command a huge deal. He's very familiar with AL West and NL West after this season, and you know he's an above-average player. And I think the Mariners could really use another veteran guy, especially with Seager coming to the end of his his contract after this season with a 2022 option. Um, my third player. Um, a shortstop, D.D. Gregorius. He's one of the best with the bat and the glove. Um, so far in his career, he owns 18.7 war with a 265, 315, 433 slash, over 3,311 at-bats. Now, I don't love the OBP at 315. That is not what you want. But he does have a career .978 field percentage. Um, now, he's not going to fit with every team. You know, he plays great defense, but he's not. He doesn't hit for power. He hits for a decent average. He doesn't get on base enough. For me, I like seeing guys sitting right around like three forty, um, ish, and that tells me that they're they're able to get on base. So his mark is not huge, but I honestly think that Dave Dombrowski he's trying to load up this team and tool it accordingly. And I think Didi Gregorius is a great place um, for Dave Dombrowski to start. Now let's see one more. Uh, outfielder Michael Brantley, DH Michael Brantley. He's been great for 12 seasons. Since 2017, he's been nothing short of incredible. Three all-star appearances in that time. One silver slugger. He owns a 30.4 career war with a 297, 354, 440 slash. So he's great with the at-bat and getting on base and driving runners in over 4,800 at-bats. Hopefully he can land with an AL team. Um, I, I think he's going to be hitting against both of them when he signs with the Minnesota Twins. Um, you know, he'll get yet to hit against both his teams, the Astros and the Indians um, as a member of the Minnesota Twins. We've seen the Twins not be afraid to go after um, big-name, older sluggers like Josh Donaldson. Um, Michael Brantley should fit into that category as well. Let's see. All right, let's do a trade, two trades. Um, 
real quick. And then I'll let you guys go. Um, so Trevor Story. I, I personally think that Trevor Story is more likely to be traded than Nor- Nolan Arenado. Um, but I think that Arenado is going to have to be gone first before they can even think about trading Trevor Story. Um, he's part of that big shortstop class of 2021, like I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, Story's been a great compliment to Arenado. He's 28 years old. He owns a 21.0 career war, 277, 343, 535 slash, over 3,296 at-bats in five seasons. He's a two-time All-Star, one-time Silver Slugger, and he has three top 12 MVP finishes in that time. Um, we we know that this team that I'm about to predict wants a starting shortstop, and I think the Cincinnati Reds are one that are going to try to get a star shortstop if that's what they want. They have the talent to do so. So, you know, story's not going to be cheap. Neither will Lindor, neither will Correa, neither will any of these shortstops I'm going to talk about. So, uh, the trade will look a little bit like this. The Reds will give up shortstop Jose Garcia, outfielder Austin Hendrick, and starting pitcher Sonny Gray. will all be sent to the Rockies. Right, okay, Pollen. Um... Or will all be sent to the Reds. I'm sorry, not Rockies. Um, and the Rockies will include John Gray and left-handed pitcher Ben Bowden, as well as Trevor Story, to go to the Cincinnati Reds. So that's kind of about what I think the deal might look like if we were to draw it up, if I'm negotiating. Uh, let's see. Carlos Correa, uh, former number one overall pick. The 26-year-old has been... Excellent in his career. He's due for his big payday. He's due for a big, a big um, raise. Uh, he's earned one rookie of the year, an all-star appearance, and a World Series ring asterisk. Um, right now, as we look at it, the Astros are in a little bit of trouble without Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Uh, and so, you know, with... With the state of where the Astros are at right now, with no George Springer, Michael Brantley, Josh Reddick, um, you know, it, it might be the best time right now to, to sell high because they're they're not going to be able to pay him enough to keep him. He'll be the youngest um, with Corey Seager if Corey Seager actually hits the market um, for the shortstop class in next season. So we're really just going to have to wait and see, but I think Correa is going to be traded. Um, you know, he'll earn just as much as Story and Javier Baez on the open market in 2021. But so far, uh, you know, I think that this team needs a second star, and I think Correa is a great fit uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, it's kind of weird, but they, they – did let Colton Wong walk. They have Paul DeJong, Paul DeJong at second base. So with them letting Wong walk, um, it opens the door for them to trade. Um, for me, the trade simple. Um, outfielder Dexter Fowler, shortstop Edmundo Sosa, and either left-handed pitcher Matthew Liber- Liberator or left-handed pitcher Zach Thompson to the Astros for shortstop. Carlos Correa, catcher Corey Lee, and starting pitcher Lance McCullough to the Cardinals. A lot of my deals are multi, multi-player deals. Um, a couple MLB-level talents and a couple prospects going to the team that's giving up the bigger asset. Um, so, yeah, that's my bold predictions for tonight. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, happy New Year. Enjoy. We have a bunch of really cool stuff coming out this year i'm working on of course the yearly review yearly previews should start rolling out in the next month and a half six weeks or so um we should also start seeing 
some fantasy baseball stuff. I'm going to try my hand in some fantasy baseball um, to help you guys with your drafts. Um, of course, we have news. We have more In My Opinion pieces coming. We have a bunch of stuff coming. So thank you, thank you, thank you for staying with us. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, ball boys and ball girls. Oh, hey, it's me. It's Jewel. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for being with me today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being part of the podcast, part of the blog, and I really hope you are enjoying the content. And I want to be able to further interact with you. I want to further get your opinions on the podcast. I want I want your opinion, and so I need it. I crave it. I desire it. I want it. I want it more than a kid who loves cake wants the biggest cake in the world. That's how much I want your input. I want you to come over to theballboyblog.com backslash forums. Go to the forums. Comment, post, in any of them. The Ask Me Anything one. The 2021 predictions. Your bold predictions. Or make your own forum. It doesn't matter. I need you to come over there and interact with me. I would love it if you did. And then you can click over to the My Deals page. And then I can save you some money on some great products. And then you can go back to the main page of the blog. And you can go through and you can read all 85 pieces I have up on the blog. It might take you a minute, but... It'll be well worth it in the end. But hey, even if you don't do that, if you don't come to the forums, if you only enjoy listening to the podcast, that's okay. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. And I am so grateful. I'm grateful for your time. I'm grateful for you being here with me. And I really hope you're enjoying the content. If you would like to be on the show, talk to me on the show. Well, let's figure that out. Send me an email baseballpod.jb at gmail.com that's where you can email me you can go over to the site you can talk in the chat that comes directly to me as well and let's connect let's collab and i would love to do so so let's talk soon i'll talk to you guys again soon thanks again thanks for being in in with me today i really appreciate it and we'll talk again soon